folks, Paul Reddick here. Uh, since our video series has kind of caught fire and gotten a lot of attention, we've gotten so many requests about topics that you want to hear my opinion on. Number one on that list of topics was specialization and how I feel about kids only focusing on baseball. So I'm going to take a route here that probably is different than what you've heard or what you see on social media about specialization. So before I take that route, let me, let's just agree on a few things. Number one, we get it. Kids who specialize too early get burnt out, right? They become full-time baseball players, part-time kids. They end up saying, if this is what I have to continue to do, I don't want to do it. They get burnt out. I agree 100%. I agree that burnout is one reason we should not specialize. Let's put that on the shelf. We agree on that. Number two, kids who specialize get injured more, right? They're not developing athletic skills in, in a wide, in a wide uh, area. They're becoming very focused. They get repetitive movement trauma. They get injured more than kids who don't specialize, right? The, the kids who play multiple sports and multiple activities. I get that. I agree. The data and the research is overwhelming. I agree. That is another reason why we shouldn't specialize. So kids getting burned out is one reason. And kids' uh, risk of injury increasing is another reason. People tend to focus on those issues. I don't even think they're in the top. I don't think they're the top issues. I think they're issues, but I don't think that's where we should focus on. Here are the two areas I think that we should focus on. Socialization and competition. So, youth sports started as a way to get kids together. So they would meet other kids. They would learn to work together with other kids and play with other kids and develop skills of communication, of teamwork, of sportsmanship, of fair play, of competition. And it was a teaching tool, right? Youth sports was a teaching tool to get kids together so kids could play. And by playing, they meet other kids. I think, no, I don't think, I know, I know that I might be the worst basketball player in human history. I know it's hard to believe, looking at that, you know, I'm a 5'10", uh, getting shorter as I get older, 5'10", white guy with a vertical jump of three. I know you probably don't believe me, but there is no basketball skill anywhere in this structure. When I was on the basketball team when I was a little kid, I played all the years of, of basketball. When I was on the basketball team, um, the coach on the way out of the locker room used to hand me the chart to chart the rebounds because he knew that he would get a good clean chart and not miss anything because I wasn't getting in the game. My best friend of 37 years now who helps run this company now, we became best friends because of basketball. Now, he was one of the best basketball players in our, in our, on our team. He was great. He was phenomenal. I was the worst. But we had this friendship of basketball, and we met in basketball, and the bond and the trust and the friendship that we have over these 30-plus years, I can't even begin to describe. It, 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 he's the, the best friend I'll ever have in my life. No one will ever replace him. Um, and we have just an unbreakable bond.
because we socialized. And I, it pains me to think that kids today are maybe missing out on those friendships because when they go on the basketball team and the coach hands them the chart, they take it as a, a, an offense against their child. And if their kid is not getting enough playing time or their kid is not getting in the game or they're not the star, that they're just pulling them out of that program. And you're missing the boat. The job is not for your kid to be a star on every single team. Your kid is to, number one, socialize. Number two, learn to play as a team. And sometimes they... I, Look, I sucked at basketball. There was no debate about this. There was no like, well, I think I'm pretty good. No, there was no debate. But my dad made me play on the team. Because it was a school team. And he said, you play, on this, you play on the team to represent your school. And to meet other kids and to play. It, there was no, no like, you're going to be the best basketball player. Or you should be a better basketball player. There was none of that. None of that. And they came to my games and they watched me on the bench, <laughs> all right? I got my best friend. I got my best friend at it. The best friend I'll ever have in my life. He is uh, like a brother to me, and I, I, all because I sucked at basketball. You have to put your kids into environments that they can socialize with other kids and they can learn to play different roles on a team. If you only put your child into situations that they are the star or they are the starter or they get significant playing time, what's going to happen when they move up into, into business world and all of a sudden they're not the star on the team? Maybe they got to play a support role or maybe even situationally they have to play a support role on different projects. We have projects here that we work on that I kind of play a support role sometimes. And I learned that from, those, from that basketball team that said, hey, this was my job to be on the team. And that was, this was my role. We expect kids later on in life to fill their role and to do their duty, but we don't teach it to them. So the second thing is competition. One of my mentors, I uh, was an assistant coach for him for two years at Elizabeth High School. His name was Ray Korn, legendary Hall of Fame coach. Um, I was very privileged to, 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 um, to be his assistant. He told me that he didn't want the kids playing baseball year-round. He didn't even want them training for baseball year-round. He wanted them playing other sports. Because here's what we know. When it comes down to the bottom of the ninth, two outs, does specialization really come into play? Or is it your mental focus? Is your ability to come through in tough situations, to feel the competitive heat and still come through? We know that's the case, right? We know it. We never admire skilled athletes. We admire courageous athletes. Right? We agree that Michael Jordan had this quality. He was a skilled basketball player. But there's a lot of skilled basketball players. We don't think of Allen Iverson the same way we think of Michael Jordan. Right? Michael Jordan came through in the clutch, had this mental toughness. Peyton Manning had it. Tom Brady had it. This calm under pressure. This cool, collected personality. This ability to respond with calm in the toughest situations. Mariano Rivera. We loved his cutter. But there's a lot of great cutters. But nobody had that kind of like the Iceman. Right? The ice in his veins. He could come in the bottom of the ninth. Two outs. Game seven of the World Series. Yankee Stadium. The biggest pressure. And come through and not even look. Right? We admire courage. We very rarely admire skill. And skill without courage usually ends up in a bar somewhere in their 40s telling other people about how great they were while they watch athletes on TV who have skill and courage. So Ray Korn told me, he goes, I would rather them be on the chess club and competing every day than sitting in the weight room 
He goes, you have a kid who just plays baseball? This was back when it was just American Legion, right? He goes, that kid stopped playing baseball on August 1st. And now he's the first, next time he's going to compete is April 1st. He's had a big, long break of competition. Where I get a guy who played football, who ran track, who played soccer, who played uh, uh, indoor track, who was on the chess club, that guy's been competing all year round. So when the competition heats up, his mind knows how to respond to competition. So we know that kids get burnt out. We know that kids get hurt more. But here's the thing. I'm more worried that kids are going to miss out on lifelong friendships. That they're going to miss out on the value of understanding that sometimes they're not the star of the team. Because I promise you, they'll be put into a situation in life where they will not be the star of their team. And how will they respond? Will they stomp their feet and look for daddy to come take them and put them in a different job? No, they're going to get eaten alive. I've had people that work for our company that come in and they expect to be the star of the team. And when they don't get their way, they stomp and kick and they throw carry on and we just get rid of them. Competition. Are you training your competitive muscles or are you just doing mindless repetition in an academy somewhere because somebody sold you on the idea that if you don't specialize, you're going to get left behind? There's never been a bigger uh, bull statement uh, ever. So, burnt out? Yes. Risk of injury? Higher. Are you going to miss out on some great friends? Are you going to miss out on the value of being part of a team? And, and all? And by the way, one of the greatest sports moments of my life came when by, I don't know, a, a, a momentary lapse of judgment, my basketball coach had to put me into the game in the semifinals of the CYO Union County Tournament, which was, that's as good as it gets. I made two free throws. Two free throws. I don't think, I've never made two free throws before. And it was an important part. And I pulled me like right out of the game, right? But that was one of the greatest sports moments of my life. I could still feel it. I could still see it. I made two clutch free throws for our team because I don't remember the situation, but I had, like, I had to go in the game. I think I went in to like to commit a foul and I was going to come back out. But because I was on the team. I was on the team. And then competition. Are we training those competitive muscles to respond? Competitive muscles carry over into every aspect of life. If you're on the chess team and you're competing, you're developing those competitive muscles, those calm under pressure, those abilities to respond and not react under pressure, that's going to carry over into baseball. Okay, I went on long enough. If you, you, you get it, right? Burnout is bad. A risk of injury is higher. Don't miss out on your friends. Build your competitive muscles. If you have topics you want me to, to, to spout off and rant and give my opinion on, send them in. Send them to me at 567pitcher, so 567pitcher at gmail.com, and I'll, I'll answer them all there. Sorry this went on so long, but I get carried away. Hey, it's Paul Reddick. Thanks so much for listening to the show. I really appreciate it. I wanted to let you know I have a new book out specifically for baseball dads, and I would love for you to check it out. You can go to baseballdadsbook.com. All the information is there and a pretty good discount for our podcast listeners. So again, it's baseballdadsbook.com. Thanks.